Today's episode of InVibe Life Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The emotions are all over the place. There's fear and there's, you know, some anger and there's um, some determination and some, you know, finding of strength that you didn't know you had. And you will, you just have to get through this part and take help, which is hard. Um, but, it, and listen to yourself because if you are a person that needs the energy of others, then that's not wrong for you going through this. But also if you just need to circle the wagons and get, get closer and, um, you know, find, find peace in more solitude or, um, or quiet, then that's not, that's not wrong either. Welcome to the In Vibe Live podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more in vibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at invibelife.com. That's E-N-V-I-B-E-L-I-F-E.com. And we're grateful that you're here. Welcome to the InVibe Life podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. And today we have a very special guest that is near and dear to me, Brandy Nelson. Brandy, I, gosh, I guess I've known Brandy. How long now, Brandy? Almost. I mean, yeah, I think so. Almost 15 years. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I know I'm super excited that I, I get to do this with you today. What we wanted to, the conversation we want to have is about breast cancer and that journey and bring light onto the fact that October is breast cancer awareness month. And we are recording this in October of 2020. And so obviously there's so much going on that I feel like people are forgetting that this is breast Can- breast cancer awareness month and we really want to talk about it and put that out there so i the first person that i thought of to call to talk about this journey was you brandy because I, I went through this with you but and amy and i before we started this podcast we talked about how the way you embodied mm-hmm. getting through that and combining um your your attitude and your movement and how you handled it was, um, awesome. And you might not have felt that, but we saw that. So we just yeah, kind of want to talk about You might've not realized how you were inspiring other people when mm-hmm. you, you were. Well, thank you. It was, um, it all feels very, uh, it feels like a long time ago, you know, and it feels like, um, 
I can't, I mean, I can't believe how long it's been. So so when was it? Tell us. So I was diagnosed in March, I believe of 2013. And, uh, it, it was, it was really strange how I, found it, but I, I had skipped a year on my mammogram and I didn't realize it. I mean, it, it's just kind of one of those things. It just, it, it snuck up on me. And then I I think I was probably right at a year over, um, on my mammogram. And, um, I just felt this little lump on the side of my, um, on the side of my right breast. And it kind of felt like a little pine nut or something. That's kind of how I pictured it. Um, and I just, I, I don't know if I was, you know, taking off my shirt or something and brushed against it, but I, um, I was like, that is strange. And I don't, I don't recall it. And, um, so I, I started kind of, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to go get this checked out. And I remember talking to you, Cheryl, and um, I know. we you were in my office and told me about yep. it. And I was like, oh, it's going to be fine. You know? Yep. Yeah. I, I can picture it. Yeah. Like it happened yesterday. Yeah. It was, um, it, I just kind of had a feeling and I don't know why, but it, it was just, I just, kind of knew what was about to not, I didn't know what was about to happen, but I, I just kind of knew that it was something. And, um, so I went in for my mammogram and well, I, I got into my OBGYN first and she immediately handed me a little list with names of surgeons. Um, so the first doctor outside of my sphere of doctors that I was, uh, that I was a patient of at the time, I, um, I had that I was armed with this little list of surgeons. And so before I even got my mammogram scheduled, I had an appointment with, uh, Dr. Askew, who is a surgeon here in town, general surgeon. And he, he was fantastic. Um, but so I, I got in with him and then I believe how it went was I had a, a mammogram with ultrasound and the radiologist wanted to see me right away because it, it was apparently a small, the pine nut that I felt was something on something else. So that wasn't the whole of the tumor. It was on uh, a, a larger mass that was in my breast. And they could, they could see that. Um, the, it was wow. fuzzy imaging. They couldn't tell exactly how large. But, um, you know, if that little pine nut part hadn't been on there, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I don't yeah. know that I, I wouldn't have been alerted to it. Well, and yeah. that's, that's important. I mean, when we asked you to come on here, it was really because 
because we wanted you to share your story in general, like just Mm -hmm. in in general to increase breast cancer awareness. And like I said at the beginning, you were such an inspiration to me as I watched you go through this. Um, And I saw some similarities in how you approach this as when I had my health issues a few years before, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. I think kind of saying, I'm going to determine my fate or Mm -hmm. I'm going to be a part of this, Mm -hmm. not just subject to it. And so you inspired me in that. And I'd love you to talk about it. But something you just said popped out huge for me right now, because during COVID, we are hearing that many people are not going in for their regular treatments or their regular checkups. Some clinics weren't even open for a long time. And I mean, when you're saying a year, that doesn't really seem like a long time. Right, right, right. And, and I, you know, I just feel like um, time, you know, it, I mean, before we know it, we will have been in what we're going through right now. It, it'll be a year later. Or a year. It, right. It's, I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Um, and so I would, I would definitely encourage people to at, at least talk to their doctors and try to um, have, have as much of their normal schedule with regard to those things as they can during this time. Um, so I, I had my uh, appointment with uh, my oncologist via telemed this time, my year your checkup is May every year. And so uh, Texas Oncology was not having people come in that were not in treatment right then for the safety of everyone. And so I, I just talked to her like this. Um, yeah. But I love uh, it. And I'll, I'll get in for my, you know, my physical, uh, you know, just the physical examination as, you know, as soon as I can. But um, I don't think they're scheduling those right now. So one thing I want to talk about, because um, you did something super special during your treatment, which to me, um, going through treatment with you, and I think that was my first time ever to have somebody super close to me going through any sort of cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. So um, going through it with you, it it seemed like it it was forever. You were in treatment a really long time. It seemed like it, it was, it was not easy. It was forever and half, it was halfway through, if I'm remembering correctly, that you held a big party. Now, obviously that sounds crazy during COVID days, but right. then it was really awesome. And, yeah. and so I just want to talk about like what most women or most people maybe don't have the energy or don't think to do that, but you chose to celebrate where you were. And I just kind of want to talk about that because it was great. Yeah, that was a, that was a great, that was a great party. Um, it was a great party. <laughs> um, I, th- that particular milestone was halfway through chemo and, you know, knowing back, no, looking back on it now, what I didn't realize was I had another year and a half, you know, left to go this was switching from the first kind of chemo to the second kind of chemo. 
and I guess I just kind of thought I was, uh, I was almost done and I really, I wasn't. Um, but that's just how it turned out. But yeah, just wanted to celebrate that and see all the people that were lifting me up and, um, you know, just being so kind and I just kind of wanted to gather everybody together and it was just a, it was a really fun day. It was at the house. There were lots of people there. It was really, it was a really fun. It was fun. And as somebody who like as being an outsider, not the, not the person going through it, you feel helpless. Like you feel like Mm -hmm. there's nothing I can do for you. You know, I, I did what I thought I could do, but when you had that party, it made, I think all of us that were wanting to be there for you, it made us have something we could do for you. And I'm not saying everybody needs to go throw a party, but it was, it really was like, yes, we can, we can celebrate this milestone. And you're right. I did. I, we had no idea that there's no way that was halfway. (laughs) There isn't. No, it wasn't. Um, and I had a, I had an interesting thing happen. So after, um, I kind of had, I was, I was one of those people that whatever the side effects were or whatever kind of crazy things can, um, go on, they happened. And, um, so I had set, you know, some setbacks. I don't, uh, and, and just kind of things had to be delayed, um, here and there. Um, which I, I don't think is unusual at all. Um, when you're going through such a heavy duty treatment as this, but, um, I, after chemo, um, I went, I think that's when I did my gyrotonic foundation training. Yes. Oh no. Okay. Sorry. Skipping ahead. Yeah. I started it. Um, but, uh, before the mastectomy, I remember really kind of doing a little gyro boot camp, uh, in LA on a, on a vacation, um, went to a studio there and, um, got to work with Lisa Marie, who is also a cancer survivor. And that, those experiences getting to, um, be around other people who were kind of had gone through before me was extremely, extremely helpful and positive for me. And I had a, I had a mentor, um, that some friends introduced me to. So I had, and, and I have, I've been that kind of for some people on this other side. Um, and, and it, uh, it's really interesting cause I, ha- I, I do, I do know a few people going through right now and, um, it, it just reminds me every day how far that is, uh, in my rear view and, um, all the things that we're talking about today are, they feel, they feel like they happened almost to someone else. Um, you know, so, so long ago. So I guess that when I got my first, uh, cancer free checkup was right after chemo. 
Um, it, but so it was between chemo and some surgeries. And that was the first time that I had a, a I think I had a PET scan and uh, some other imaging and was, was declared cancer free at that time um, and went on to do uh, radiation and um, a, another, a year of an infusion drug called Herceptin, which uh, I got to do that as another arrow in the quiver because the guidelines had changed. And so the particulars, the particulars of my case were such that I was then eligible to go through that treatment and use it as another line of defense for, to battle, you know, recurrence. That was not easy though, was it? Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it was chemo light. Um, it certainly wasn't anywhere near the, uh, the, it wasn't as debilitating as the first round, um, but I, I still definitely had symptoms that I noticed didn't let up until after that, um, after I was done with that infusion drug. So Brandy, as someone who was a little more removed from your experience, but still seeing you on a regular basis mm -hmm. in the studio as you were going through it, two things that struck me then, and I still remember about that time now, um, one was you always seemed to be ha happy. You had a positive attitude the whole time. And I know that can't have been true in every instance of your life, but it, like I would say, it seemed that you were choosing that or trying to bring mm -hmm. that about. And two, you kept moving the whole time, like gyro and Pilates, moving the energy, moving your body physically. Do you think those things helped? Do you attribute those things as part of, your wellness program or talk about those a little absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. I was in the best possible spot I could have been in uh, to go through this. Um, I had already started working at core. I was dipping my toe in and, and working the desk and kind of uh, had a different plan, a different vision for how, how it was all going to go down but um, it was great to be there in the studio. And I got such tremendous energy from all of the people, um, the patients, as well as the other instructors and Stephen and Cheryl. And yeah, I just kept moving and fitting as much of that in as I possibly could. And I feel like it really got my body strong, but also my mind to to go up against the surgeries and and to kind of get through that um i did feel very positive going through and i definitely had days that you know no one saw or that i couldn't i couldn't come into the studio or um just wasn't wasn't up up to it but um but having that community and those modalities that I really enjoyed and loved made a tremendous difference for me. I feel, um, both, both, uh, mentally and physically, I was prepared when I went in for surgeries and to go through radiation and, and, and the rest of what I was, what I was dealt in treatment. Well, and this is just one reason why, Cheryl, we talk about, you know, know yourself, you know, set a foundation for yourself so that then when you handle those hard times, 
you're prepared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And listen to yourself. And I felt like you were doing that, not realizing how much you were doing that. Like when you first felt that love, you didn't question it. It's like you, you told, like you've said this many times, you like, you knew before anyone had to tell you anything, you knew it. So it's just Mm -hmm. that listening to that intuitive voice. And, um, I think that's something that you're very in tune with is hearing it, listening to it, listening to it when it tells you you can push and listening to it when it tells you you can't push. Mm -hmm. Even though I felt like when you were going through that treatment, like you mentioned, um, not coming in, in some days. And I didn't even think of that until you just said that. Cause there were so few days that mm-hmm. you weren't up to it. And usually I felt like those days were more around complications with mm-hmm. surgeries and stuff like that. And I think that's true. Yeah. You kept your spirit up and your energy up. Um, it, but, but you listen to your body when it, I mean, I feel like just today, today you're good about listening and that's important. And knowing that, you know, I, the rest of the audience doesn't know this, but Brandy continues to do exercise to a certain level that at times she pushes herself really hard. She recently signed up for, we were doing four days in a row, five hours a day, which is a lot. We do get breaks in there and stuff. So it's not as extreme as it might sound, but it's a lot. It's pushing your body to what our normal isn't. And you weren't able, you're way out of cancer treatment, but you listened to your body that said, you know what? I I know you've paid for this. I know you've set this time out. I know you were looking forward to it. Yeah, I really was. Yeah. Yeah. But you also knew that you just couldn't push it. And I think that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's something everybody needs to respect, whether they're going through treatment or just going through 2020. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. It 2020 is something. Um, but uh, yeah, I I do. I feel like you know this was such a this interview is such a good reminder to me too of the the importance of those things to me. And, um, I'm in a different line of work now, although I still get to teach some and I get to be in the studio some, um, but my schedule and my life are a lot different than they were when I was working at the studio all the time. And I, I need to get back to that, um, to that kind of discipline and um, get more of those things in my life, the gyrotonic and Pilates and, and more movement. And um, it's, it's really important and it really was important. And it, um, you know, it was my happy, my happy thing. So um, it. it wasn't hard for me to want to do that. Awesome. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, your journey with breast cancer. I don't, you can correct me on this, but to me, it seemed like it was maybe over two years. It was, it was, it was, it was, um, it was right at two years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I felt like 
it, it led you through this roller coaster of emotions, yeah. which I think is completely normal, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Not easy, but mm-hmm. you're going through, and you had stage three, three. stage four, it was stage, stage three, stage mm-hmm. three, which I think when your doctor tells you that, um, I can imagine that being a blow. Yep. You know, because it's one thing, I don't know. I don't want to put light on any stage, but yeah. when, cause you felt like a little bitty pine nut and then they yeah. tell you it's stage three. I remember hearing that news and just kind of like, it makes me want to tear up talking yeah. about it now. Cause yeah. you, you just are like, ah, oh, how did this happen? Right. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Yeah, you start to have that feeling. And so that creates this roller coaster of emotions because that, and then things are going well, and then things are not going well, and then things are going well again, and things are not going well. And then you have, you know, work and relationships and people around you and and how people want to support and how we can't always support or we don't feel like we're supporting. And it's, I think it's exhausting in all realms of it. When you finished all of that, and now I don't, I think finished is probably the wrong word. Like right. doctors say, okay, no more chemo, no more radiation. Right. Um, you're cancer free. Uh, your reconstruction is done. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, did you have this feeling of like, uh, what now? Or, or did you feel relief? What did you feel? I absolutely had that feeling of, um, so during treatment, I had, you know, I had a mission. I just, I knew what I had to do. I had, I just had to get through it. And then it's, it's this strange combination and I'm not going to be able to articulate it all that well, but it's this strange feeling of, of let down when when you, when things kind of start to go, uh, maybe to a more normal, um, kind of existence. Um, I, I didn't have that pointed mission, you know, anymore. And I remember reading, I I was feeling all of these feelings of, okay, yeah. What, what do I do with myself now? And, um, and it, it caused turmoil in my life, um, these emotions. And, and also I, I feel like I didn't process a lot while I was going through, I, I just kind of got through and, um, and then that left me with just a whole bushel of things to deal with, um, emotionally and spiritually and physically, um, but I, I remember reading at the time, a, a woman's, it, it wasn't a, it, maybe it was a blog post, but it was in the New York times. And she was, she was very young and a different kind of cancer, but she was talking about how people don't really know kind of where to put you. You look okay. You look normal. You might be the color you're supposed to be as far as pallor or, you know, um, you know, you've gotten kind of healthy color back and, um, you, you kind of look, um, you just, you just look different, um, than when going through treatment, hairs coming back and eyebrows and all that stuff. Um, 
but you feel changed on the inside and, um, and changed by the experience and your relationships with people around you are also changed. Um, and, you know, as, as a result of kind of this turmoil, I, um, my partner at the time and I broke up after 18 years and that, that was a huge change of, uh, in my life. And, um, it, it was, yeah, I, I, um, all kinds of things changed. Um, I changed, uh, work changed a little bit, but that, that was the biggest one. And I'm really happy to say that my ex and I have, have, uh, we're friends and we are, we're, pretty close and you can't go through something like that with somebody and, and uh, not have some kind of a bond, but she, she was an amazing partner um, to have going through all of that. And I'm very, very grateful to her um, for that. And also for the friendship that we have now. Um, Also, Amy and I have this belief or we've kind of talked about that, you know, sometimes things happen in our lives to jumpstart a new road or kick us out of something, you know, and, and it might be really bad things we're going through, but they push us to light, even though you had to go through the dark to find it. And so I don't know, does Mm -hmm. that resonate with maybe? I feel like sometimes the universe will shake us by the shoulders. Mm -hmm. Yes. That is definitely one way uh, that is, that's definitely, I think what happened with me. Um, I didn't want things to go back to the way they were before. I couldn't even contemplate that. And so there had, there had to be some changes and um, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, it is. And I think it's really important for people facing something like this to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I think be kind and gentle and compassionate with yourself mm-hmm. and know there's so much more to what you are going through and what you will go through than just, you know, the very medical technical parts yeah. of what you're going through and, yeah. and understanding of that mm-hmm. as it's happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I think that it's, it's a common theme for people when they're done with treatment to kind of feel a little lost mm-hmm. after that. And I didn't have children. I mean, that's an obvious thing that'll snap you back to, you know, your, uh, your life, uh, or, so, you know, some sort of normalcy, I think, but, um, because you've got to be there for them and, and you've, you've, you just got to take care of it. But, um, not having that, I, I think I did, I, 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 I felt lost because of what I had been through, but then I also felt a little bit lost after that. Um, because I didn't have, you know, that, that mission uh, 
after that for a little bit. So how long would you say it took you to maybe get on the other side of that, not knowing what to do now mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or that when you like realized that, how long do you think that took or, Ooh, or is well, that still, I mean, I might still be, um, trying to figure it out a bit, but, um, you know, I would say, I would say it was, it was a couple of years, I think, you know, um, and I kind of made, I made some drastic changes kind of all at once. Everybody doesn't do it that way, but that's, that's what, that's what my story was. And, um, so I think I'm probably, you know, I definitely feel like I'm not the same person as before I was diagnosed. Um, and I feel like my relationships with my family are different um, and stronger, you know, with my family, with my parents, especially. Um, and, and with some friends uh, too, but, but lots of relationships are changed and changing and different. Uh, than they were before, but I still, I, I, I feel so grateful to everyone. I mean, I was, I feel like I was kind of lifted every day by something someone would say or do, and they probably don't even, they didn't even know they were doing it. Um, I love that. I, yeah. I mean, I would love people to look for that, whether they're going through something or not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What a beautiful message it. Um, yeah. And, and so it's, it's really a, like you don't even know what you're doing for someone else mm-hmm. when you are kind or positive or, or just make some even, you know, small gesture. So Brandy, you talked about the importance of a mentor for you and that you now serve that role for other women going through this. What what are some things you want to tell women out there going through um, this battle right now? Well, I think that, um, I think that I, like the women that I have um, kind of been there for since then have all been different, very, very different and at different stages in their lives. And I I think just having to find somebody that has been through so that they can just listen to you, I think is really, really important. And there are, the emotions are all over the place. Um, there's fear and there's, you know, some anger and there's, um, some determination and some, you know, finding of strength that you didn't know you had. And you will, you just have to get through this part and take help, which is hard. Um, but, and listen to yourself because 
if you are a person that needs the energy of others, then that's not wrong for you going through this. But also if you just need to circle the wagons and get, get closer and, um, you know, find, find peace in more solitude or, um, or quiet, then that's not, that's not wrong either. Um, whatever it takes to, to get you through and, um, definitely, uh, I would say try to rest, which is also hard. Um, but very key and keep, try to keep doing things that you love while you're going through it and after, um, the the things that kind of home you, um, that, that you can get back to. Um, as far as, you know, medically, I, I think that, um, it's always good to have someone to talk to about, you know, just because I've forgotten a lot of things, mm-hmm. but when I listen to someone talk about, you know, the, the moment at hand in their life, I can remember and say, yes, I had that too, or this is what I did. Um, uh, those kinds of things I think are invaluable for, for during, during the battle. And on that note, I'll also add, I know that when I was going through my medical issues and actually both of my parents went through battles with cancer and I served as a caregiver role to them and played this role for them take someone with you to those doctor's appointments because you're not feeling well and you're not going to, even if you're really good at processing things like that, Mm -hmm. you just don't feel well. And so to have someone supporting you in that way can be valuable. Absolutely. I think it's, I think it's pretty, um, I think that's pretty imperative. And um, Tanya would take a laptop in when we would see everyone and just type away because I'm sure I was just kind of blinking and trying to listen, but not really catching <laughs> all of it. And, um, you know, we could refer to those notes and, uh, and kind of know, know what to expect more. Um, but, uh, and, and those details are really important. Mm-hmm. Um, They'll come back or you'll, you'll be sitting a week later and think, wait, what did he say about that? I don't quite remember. And so let me ask you the flip side. What advice do you give to the loved ones, the caregivers, the friends, maybe even acquaintances who don't quite know what to do or say? I think that, um, I think that one thing would be, um, understand that you're not always, if, if you're a partner, especially you might get some of the negativity and, um, and sadness and fear and anger more than other people will. And, and just try to try to be okay with that. And, um, and, and just realize that, that the, the person going through is, is in some amount of physical pain as well as psychic pain. And, um, 
they might not always be themselves and um, just try to keep things as normal as possible. Um, And just listening, I think is so important. And um, God, those are all, those are all big ones. I think those are great pieces of advice. Yeah, definitely. So I think this is probably a good time to ask our famous invite life question. <laughs> and Brandy and I kind of talked about this a little bit. What do you do to keep yourself balanced? Well, I'm a Libra. So it's, that's a very, uh, it's, it's dicey on a daily basis, whether or not there's any balance. Uh, just constantly like this. Um, I think that, uh, well, I think that the, um, I'm learning that I, I do need, I do need to move. It makes me feel better. And, um, you know, kind of gotten away from it a little bit with the COVID, but, um, it, it, I, I need to, I need to do that because it helps my head and my, and my body. Um, I, there might've been more wine consumption during COVID than there was before, but I do enjoy, uh, I do enjoy some wine that might, that's one way of, you know, getting some balance. <laughs> Um, Wait, I have to fess up that Brainy and I joked about the balance was the coffee in the morning and the wine in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> now that might not be a joke some days, right? And some days they get closer together. <laughs> right now. But, um, but I, and I think, well, and my current partner, Jen really is somebody that she's, she's pretty good at the balance thing. So I try to take some cues from her. Um, she's done this remote working thing for quite a while and she's, she's good at it. So I, I try to take some cues from her and, um, she's definitely a good example of, of needing to move and really knowing herself in that way. I'm sorry. There's there. And, <laughs> Okay. The other thing is that I have, you know, four dogs that I'm quite crazy about. I'm a crazy dog lady. And um, they, that's, that is one of my major outlets is just enjoying them and drawing them close. I feel like Um, just saying, mom, you forgot about us. I know. (laughs) He's not usually the noisy one, which is why he's, he's in here. Um, but yeah, I, I think that um, this is getting long, you know, COVID's getting long. And I, I think it's, I think that that is a good question. And I think it's a real challenge right now to, to have, to have balance and we have to, we have to, uh, have to actively seek it right now. Well, and, and I, and I just, I think that's a great challenge anyway. 
And you've already said you're a community person, a people person. So yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I don't, I'm not getting that energy from others of being in an office, you know, with 50 people uh, right now. So, but finding, trying to find some other ways and knowing that eventually it'll be, it will be changed, but eventually, you know, we'll, we'll be back and back with each other and in some form or fashion. Definitely. Definitely. Well, thank you so much, Brandy. I think this has been awesome and super fun and informative. You had a lot of great information and it's just nice for you to get to tell your story and people get to hear that it's not easy, but you were managed to find joy and light during it. Yes. Yes. And I think that's important. I think that's really important. And, um, I'm just grateful to all of y'all for getting me through it. Well, Brandy, you're an inspiration to me and I think to Cheryl. And so we hope others will find your words and your story inspirational as well. So thank you so much for being brave and being willing to come on this format with us. We Thank you so much. I enjoyed it. And um, yeah, I'm not nervous anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to thank everybody who's listening. And if you have not gone out and done your yearly mammogram, Brandy is a billboard for going out and doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel a little hypocritical. <laughs> not hypocritical. That's not the word. I'm like more, more uh, talking to myself, maybe. <laughs> well, and you know, people have different, different views on, on that. And, and, um, and, but just, check up and however you choose to, to, um, take care of yourself and, and maintain your health, you know, it's important. It's very important. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. If not for yourself, for your loved ones that want you around. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That is the truth. So, well, thank um, you, Brandy. Thank you. This has been awesome. Well, See you soon. Yes. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the In Vibe Life podcast. For more information and to join our community, be sure and check out our website at www.invibelife.com. We look forward to sharing with you.